We may give Schneider and Dates a run for their money. Sprigs and Kaufman are, you know, a whole other animal. Ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Glenn Kaufman. Oh, that was good. You should be an announcer. 25 minutes past the big hour of five here at KMOD. I like it. Do you want video? Yes. Sure. Well, then I, I guess I better put a shirt on. Oh, why no, though? Not, why? Not. We need ratings. We need ratings. No. There's all those handsome young roadies looking forward to you with your shirt off. You, uh, I don't know if oh, you oh. Oh. Lorelai, come here. Lorelai. Is that Lorelai? Yeah. Come here. I thought she was hey. Parker. What are you she, doing? She doesn't. She was, like um, <laughs> she found her way. She's so excited. Her- yeah. She found her way into a puddle of tree sap, Polly. So she Ooh. had to be shaved. Oh, bummer. Ooh. Poor guy. She is a long-haired German shepherd, but not right now. Not for, for not now. It's it's summer. It's better. It's Florida for you. It. She's digging it. All right, let me introduce you guys and then uh we can get into whatever you so choose. I will have a few questions just to keep things running if we slow down, Good. but feel free to tell the longest story. Do whatever you want. So Glenn Kaufman has dabbled in all sorts of roadie stuff. He's worked as a production manager, stage manager, tech, and as a rigger. He's worked for Night Ranger, Godsmack, Wyclef Jean, Typo Negative, Quiet Riot, Rick Derringer, Bette Midler, Marilyn Manson, Steely Dan, Third Eye Blind, Carly Simon, David Lee Roth, Fleetwood Mac, Run DMC, Smokey Robinson, Black Sabbath, Michael Bolton, Julian Lennon, Annie Lennox, and Blondie, just to name a few. Paul Spriggs has been touring since 1979. He's a tour manager, road manager, and production manager. He's worked for Babyface, Beastie Boys, Blondie, The Cult, Debbie Gibson, Diana Ross, Foghat, Josh Stone, NXS, Michael Bolton, Prince, Rob Zombie, Slayer, Run DMC, Motley Crue, Jurassic 5, Lauren Hill, Train, Yes, and White Snake. again, just to name a few. (laughs) What year did you start touring, Glenn? Uh, 77, really? As a junior roadie for my brother's bands in the Boston area. I was born in 77. <laughs> 76, I was doing club shows. So. Maybe my mom went to your shows and she got she got in the mood. Duke and the Drivers and Jay Giles back then. But I didn't, you know, I don't list them because I wasn't getting paid. Right. Yeah. Oh. There's, an There's an apprenticeship. That's yeah. right. So is yeah. that how you started off? You So you were you were working for your brother and that got you into the business? Yeah, my brother um, was a sound guy, tour manager, road manager uh, back then for for Duke and the Drivers and uh, and Jay Giles, to name a few. And then he went on to work for Smokey Robinson for 25 years. Oh, he, then he got into film. He kind of I mean, he still did audio, uh, live audio, but he became a tour manager and a film score guy uh what, what do you call that guy script you know musical script supervisor. script supervisor or no script supervisor. Music, music, supervisor. music supervisor yeah yeah music supervisor with his partner spring and uh, uh then started he got into the uh, executive producer role because man he could you know he could talk an eskimo to buy an ice so you know that's cool talked, i think i money. still have some he did uh he, he was good at taking money from others for bruce willis films sandy bullock films blah 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 so wow cool 
Bruce Willis has a band, right? He does. My brother and I realized we couldn't tour together. Well, first Fleetwood Mac, but um, the Bruce Willis thing drove it home. No, you boys can't be on a bus together. <laughs> Why, you guys would still fight now? Yeah. Well, it was, well, this was 10 years ago, 15 years ago. And we always fought over, you know, I'd steal every lighter he ever had and he'd steal every t-shirt I ever had and brother stuff, you know. Yeah, I never yeah. toured with any brother. I, I toured with STP, so I had the two brothers in the band. Yeah. They'd wail on each other. Oh, but yeah. uh, <laughs> I worked for a band with three brothers in it back in high school yeah. where I sort of started to learn my craft, Broken Arrow, Long Island. Do you, you worked for Broken Arrow? Me and Murph. Murph's brother. I Steven, love that band. Murph's brother, Stephen, was a founding oh. member. You didn't know that? I Perez, it, was, it was the Perez Man. brothers made three. Mark Phillips and Stephen Murphy. I just never understood why that band never made it. I just didn't make any sense to me at all. I, every, I know. Every Tuesday night. Amazing. Every Tuesday night for what I thought would be the rest of my life at the <laughs> right track in in Freeport. Broken Arrow. I'll have to check it out. Uh, I like the name. They were amazing. They were amazing. Unfortunately, uh, the front man and I won't say personality because they all have unbelievable personality, but he uh, he he met his demise uh, uh, early. He left early. Uh. As did my brother, Joel. I, that's what I, you know, he left. Oh, us. sorry, bud. Yeah, thanks. Yeah. He left us in 2019 and those shoes will never be felt. So. Yeah, my condolences, man. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, for you sure. Should have, you should have seen the the event that Glenn threw for his brother. Uh, it was like all star, the biggest all star band you've ever seen. I'm going to. You know, hundreds of old roadie guys, techs, management, record label people. It was held at, uh, at uh, not Right Track. Um, oh my God. What's the big place? Oh, at the Purple uh, Place. Uh, in Burbank, it was, uh, um, it was, um, it was center stage. Yeah. So, yep. Center staging. Oh, sure. I, would, and, I, I ask you both before yeah. I say this, I would like to shout out to most of those people, but none of them charged me any money. So I don't want anybody else to expect that. Yeah. Center staging gave me two of their big rooms because they knew my brother and they loved me. Rhino Productions, all the labor. I tried to pay it. Tommy Sanchez said, this one's on us. Tommy Sanchez is, I don't know if you know the name, but he's a legend. He was a tour guy. And then he got into local labor forces with Rhino, who are non-union, but nationwide. Yeah. You know, he vets them real well. Uh, in some cities, better, uh, dare I say, better than the IA. Sorry, guys, if you're listening. Because <laughs> I'm a 500 member. I mean, I... Um, uh, uh, Gallagher staging. Yeah. Then four guys, a stage, risers, stairs, you know, from two hours away, never mind what the transport would have cost. Nothing. Zero. Yeah. Great, man. Uh, I don't want to leave anybody out. You know, yeah. DW, Gibson, these, everybody chipped in. Elliot Easton played and told, you know, the cow, the AK story. A lot of people played. That's nice. Was, thank you for saying that, Paul. It was great. Absolutely. It was amazing. You know, Car Carmine, who we both worked for, Carmine Rojas, 
Yeah. The first show I, when I met Glenn 150 years ago, um, right. then um, uh, the first show we ever did together um, was uh, a, Jul a Julian Lennon one-off at the Felt was Forum. It scandal? Wasn't it Scandal John Waite? Or, no, okay. no, 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 no. That was, I, I went to John Waite right when that tour was over. Um, but uh, uh, Tony, Tony Russell, who is now Keith Richards' guy, um, had called had called me and said, "Geez, Riggs, uh, you know, Tony's brand new. He was brand new, and he's like, you, you gotta come help me out.'" I'm like, "Okay." And there's Glenn. It's like, "Oh my god!" So we did this Julian Lennon thing with Carmine Rojas. And was Chuck in the band too? Chuck Kentis? Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Chuck yeah. Carmine, Alan Childs. Oh, okay. Alan, uh, Justin Clayton, who's, who's Julian's best friend, and a guy named Carlos Morales, who I'm still not sure what he was, guy? Jules, but. He was a friend of Julian's, good, great guitar player, okay. uh, not a road veteran, so enough said. Um, and John McCurry replaced him. Oh, oh, okay, because John was Waite's uh, guitar player right. when I was with Waite. But McCurry started playing with Julian okay. after Carlos. I did not know that. Oh, yeah. Was, was Julian, was um, McCurry with you on Scandal Waite, or was he with Cindy then? He was with Cindy. Cindy, okay. It was uh, because John Waite's band was Carmine, Earl Slick, Alan yep. Childs. Oh. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. Wow. Uh, like... Keyboard player, Mandel. Uh, Howie? How... No. Yeah. no. No. No, Chuck. No. Um... no um, he went into jingles. He got out of the light. But... They were old. We forget things. Um, <laughs> I'm just listening again. It's like a song going through the names. <laughs> Man, top shelf, top shelf talent is understating it in John's band. Oh, Earl Slick, oh. shit, man. <laughs> He's Slick here. and I got along magically. And, you know, Scandal's band was, you know, local Brooklyners who were great players, but That's... didn't make it much further than Scandal. Uh, that I know of. Maybe they did. Hope, maybe maybe not this circle drummer but, you know. drummer was willie wilcox's brother from todd yeah. todd 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 Run. todd oh okay there we go yeah did you guys both do debbie gibson no, no uh not at the same time no and i really never did it i did favors for louis because we were up oh, louis bell yep. god bless louis, louis. He, he left he left us a few years ago oh, the guy was the guy was a walking cartoon just yeah big loud obnoxious funny did you and steal his lighters boy, too glenn boy he hit hard huh? whoa you steal his lighters too glenn <laughs> uh, no just my brothers really okay <laughs> but man louis louis three-day memorial service wow standing room only every all three days it was wow you know, guy left some friends behind yeah, yeah. for sure that's well, good. It's good industry. It, you know, I'm going to say, I'm going to tell you without hurting anybody's feelings, newer roadie generation. Paul's pretty tough. Those, no, I mean, me. I mean, the people, your listeners. Oh, yeah, they're not. I have tough. a problem. They definitely have bad taste. I have, well, I have a problem with safe to say 80 85% of the new breed of roadie. Okay, why? Very different. Can, can uh, I can they, I say it, Glenn? Yes, because they're lazy. 
They, like, they want other people to do their work for them. And then they get mad at people like me who tell them immediately, what, are your hands painted on? You don't know how to pick up a phone and call the local promoter and find this stuff out? You're going to ask 500 people on BobNet? You know, it's like, what, what are you doing? And these, these kids get right. pissed at me. They go, oh, old man. You know, it's like, uh, I'm, I'm, yeah, I think Glenn christened me to get the, the get off my lawn guy. You know, what'd you say? Uh, sorry, Paul, we completely lost that whole bit there. I don't know. I cut out. Oh, sorry. Um, <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I'm just, oh, I'm, okay. kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> no, I heard it all. I heard it all. Glenn, can you help me get this hook out? <laughs> um, yeah. yeah, I'm the get off my lawn guy. I'm not the new generation, though, either. I haven't no, no. And you know what? Let me let me say this. Yeah, oh, yeah. Hurry up, because I got to check my video game here in a couple minutes. If I don't push yeah, the button, they, problem. Yeah, there's there's a percentage of them that are amazing and will be great road guys. Yeah, you know that learned from dare I say, bunch of us. You know where you have to just do it yourself. Learn it, do it. I don't blame the internet, but it's there, and these kids are getting everybody else to answer questions and do things and do their research and my answer to those guys is usually what percentage of your check are you giving up yeah you know so because yeah i, I listened to you guys though and it took me 20 years to find a halfway decent girlfriend <laughs> <laughs> yeah well, well yeah it's hard to find i got a um, dog yeah, those <laughs> better are than halfway decent safer. by the way she might yeah. be listening she might be listening yeah well glenn and i um this goes back to 79 Glenn, yeah yeah at uh, uh an amazing rock club in washington dc called the bayou it's gone now okay it, it was like the place in dc um and glenn was working for robin lane and the chart busters and i was the sound guy <laughs> and i was the sound guy for this local band called the puppets that was doing support okay and my girlfriend was like the backline tech and <laughs> You know, I was just expecting a day of, you know, extreme difficulty um, in dealing with these, you know, Bobby Schneider was the, what he and the crew was you and Bobby, right? Yeah, that's it. Just the two of you? Yeah. And uh, so, well-oiled machine. Our our engineer, Rob Rosati. That's right. Okay. Well, I I couldn't remember if actually, if Michelle actually showed you her boobs or not, but I just asked her to coax things along and grease the tracks. You know, to see if we, I would never forget at least thing. get a sound check over here for sure. That's funny. Schneider told me, I talked to him earlier. I said I was going to do this. He said, he said, don't talk about hitting on Spriggs' girlfriend. And I was like, I think <laughs> it's the other way around. And I think, <laughs> and I think he sent her. Yeah. Yeah. It's just like, this is going to be tough because you got, you guys were like, it, 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 I don't know whether it was a long run the night before. But there wasn't enough coffee or whatever it was. You were just not pleased until until things got going during the day. And then we've just stayed in touch over the years. And, and we did become friends that day. Yeah. So I, you know, you know. All right. Here's a question for you guys. So you guys are both on tours with big alcoholics and whatnot since you've been sober or never have been drunk. Is it irritating to deal with these guys when they're just so blasted and you're kind of like, man, I'm so over this shit. I'm going to tell you a story now. Sorry, Paulie. Did you <laughs> no, go, 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 go. Well, you know, that's what we do. We, we, we are file cabinets full of stories and t-shirts, and, <laughs> you know, but I don't want to cut it, cut up. Paul's got good stories too, man. 
Well, we got time. We'll listen to Paul for sure. Yeah, and I'm going to use his name. Everybody I've ever toured with had at least enough, even if, as screwed up as they might have been, drugs, personality, whatever it was. And by the way, personality, I never wrote off as an asshole. I wrote those guys off as wanting to get what they wanted to get. Their names on it, their records, their music. If they want this thing to move two inches that way, okay. Yeah. Not a problem. That's why we have jobs. Anyway, I will mention the only guy that was ever really a waste of fucking flesh, in my opinion. Pretty aggressive for a guy who doesn't drink anymore. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. His, name, his name is Brian Warner. AKA, okay. Oh. AKA Marilyn Manson. Oh. Oh, shit. All right. <laughs> I, uh, you know, I actually never really got fired from tours, but I, or quit tours, but I made him fire me. Really? How do you make someone fire you? So the story goes like this. I was a stage manager on the <clears throat> Manson Slayer run, the Manson Europe festival run. The Man- it was almost a year, me and Jeff Perrin. You knew I did that with Jeff, right? Paulie? Yeah, uh, I just didn't know if you did it with T or not, but I, or he was after you. No, he was after me. And we both had the same position, stage manager. And I... Were you uh, out with uh, Maxi or Moby? Moby uh, both. Oh God! Okay, cool. Mo- Moby, Moby, guitar tech guy. Yeah, yeah, okay. and I know. Yeah, and I know. Uh, although it was T.J. Curtis or T.J. Not Curtis. T.J. Him. T.J. was uh, the guitar tech out there, uh, who has now been with the Stones forever. And but I know Moby, and I know Maxie from other things. But so it was the end of the show, and almost every night he would. Radio either have Guy Sykes radio either me or Perrin. Have one of these guys come into the dressing room. I have to change something. Okay. Sure. And at the beginning of the tour, during the 10 weeks of production room rehearsals, two of them actually, the same two, as it were, big rooms at center staging that I did Alan's thing at, where he, he showed up maybe three times, four times during the whole... 10 weeks, sang a song, said, made a comment about a piece or a uniform or this and left. So, okay, not a hard worker. But probably the ninth or 10th month of it, the radio goes off, guys like Kaufman, we need, he needs you in the dressing room. And I said, can it wait? Loadout is just beginning. I'm a stage manager, remember? Um, looking after his money overtime crew this that the other thing i'm a little busy now i need to see you now so he had something to say about a gag i don't know does it look funny when you're looking at you with the camera anyway so oh, yeah i don't think it matters he, everybody it's hard to take your eyes off paul he has this <laughs> uh, yeah it's true he has this pulpit <laughs> thing this hitler nazi pulpit thing he climbs up and does a reichstag speech you know kind of deal and I thought everybody had one of those on the stage, but okay. Got a lightning bolt on it and blah, blah, blah. You know, podium felt a little unsafe tonight. I went, well, same sandbags, same anchoring system as every night for the last 10 months I've been here. Well, we got to change it, okay? Can we have a meeting about this any other time but now, boss? Now, in the rehearsals, we were told never, ever call him by his real name. It was Manson, it was Sir, 
he, he would he would even be okay with boss obviously so i said boss could it you know wait no, no, no we got to talk about this now before i it looked like he was meant to say before i finish this other half a bottle of absinthe but you know and do this next quarter pound of blow so i don't have these aren't real so Sounds so good. the end of the conversation, I pulled him out, dropped him in his drink and said, Brian, I got to go. I'm working. And I walked out of the room. <laughs> and six so seconds. Wait, you, dropped him in the, you dropped him in the absent? In his glass, yeah. What did you do? I, I went back and got him later. That was for the wow factor for a guy that you can't wow. And then I called him by his real name, Double Punch. <laughs> six seconds after I walked out. So you did the loadout, though, with no teeth? No, I went back in a couple of minutes later after the radio call. I didn't say anything to him. I just grabbed him and left. What was the radio call? Go get your fucking teeth. <laughs> so the radio call was from Guy, and he said, what'd you just do, Kaufman? I said, don't worry. My work box left this afternoon. <laughs> I knew it was coming. And uh, so I got fired. I made him fire me. I, I wasn't going to quit. But if there was ever a tour I was going to not finish, that was it that was the one were you a fan of his music or you don't even care anymore whatever no that's not true that's absolutely very important to me it always has been if i can't tap my foot or you know then i'm not even interested money's not an issue i gotta not be god this sucks although i have been and it's not the whole genre it's again certain individual artists that i won't name but hip hop thing was never I didn't it was a business that was a you're at work kind of thing for me always except in 1987 with Run DMC because those guys were fucking fun so I was just gonna say they're wait, wait, they were so great you were with DMC in 87 because I was, yeah, I was yeah. wait I was the Beastie Boys production manager on License to Hill right after 87 oh, right you were you ran the tour where DeBella lost his teeth no he did that on Aerosmith Oh, okay. You're right. But no, but that was, but he was on that tour and that was before me. Yeah. That was also Jeff Tizano. Oh, so the end. Oh, spit. Oh, I love spit. He was great. I I have a nuts. I don't know if I'll tell that story about Tizano because, but uh, (laughs) those guys, man, hip hop was fun. It wasn't kill this guy. I got killed. This guy's dead. You know, fuck this guy. Fuck the police. police. Yeah. Uh, It was fun. Yeah. And the bill, no, it was right after License to Ill, yours. It was Jeff Perrin was running it. And it was uh, was run. It was Public Enemy with Griff, who yeah. got in trouble almost every other city. Uh, EPMD. And it was a, a, a little duo called Jazzy Jeff and the Fresh Prince. Oh, neat. Well, it would later become what yeah. he is now. And Jazzy's still around, but those guys were sick. Will's a cool guy. Still, he's one of the nicest guys. Ever. He hasn't changed Just, from his DJ. Like the, when you see him hacking around on TV or like interviews and stuff, that's what he's like. Yeah, because he was on Def Jam '87 with you know a million other right after the Hello Cool J right. and he's had such a cool career, man. He's dabbled in so many ponds. You know, it's neat to have Dude. that much life. And yeah. it and it tells you that if you're a basically a good decent human you can have anything you could do just okay it's totally true i mean you never hear anything bad about that guy really like keanu reeves you know nothing really love, bad love his movies. i mean another, love, love 
I love Will's movies, all of them. They're just Me too. Yeah, there's certain actors. I was, I was talking about this recently. There's certain actors that it works. Yeah, I know I'm going to like the movie because that guy's in it. It's going to be all right. Right. The bad boys thing. The scripts are trash, but they're him, fun. Him and Martin. Are fucking- Martin Lawrence is hilarious. <laughs> I could watch him all day long. Those movies. So remember, but- so they had that TV show, Martin, and then he uh, he was like found naked running down the street or something all jacked up. And I'm like, hell yeah, he was. I love that guy. <laughs> Whoops. Whoops. Yeah, what happens to these guys? I don't know, but yeah. Yeah. Oh, kill the deal. You, I've never seen or read Glenn's, you know, resume, and you read he. We, it seems like there's five or six different bands. We like we were leapfrogging each other. I was first, and he came in, or. I came in after that, the tour after. It's like yeah, well, so you I, never did. Uh, you never did Marilyn Manson here because I think he left a word not no. not, not well, to I, hire I, I you. Would, I wouldn't have any. When when I was working for um, Zombie, uh, Tony Chula was had just taken over managing Zombie and Manson. Okay, we see. Yeah, and, and and Tony asked me if I uh, if hey, will you do Manson after this? I'm like. 10 grand a week yeah oh wow <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, well, I, in essence doing what i did getting fired not quitting <laughs> yeah i just yeah let me give this guy a number he'll say no to right <laughs> he's gonna do uh did you hear he's gonna do a monsters movie Ooh, awesome yeah a reboot of rob the monsters I, I, rob yep. Yep. yeah rob zombie yeah well he's fucking brilliant it's he's gonna be great right oh what oh a great God. guy i, I watch I love rob all the time I think yeah. I watched 10,000 Maniacs last night or 10,000 corpses. There you go. Yeah. Right, but again, there is very focused dude, you know, very focused guy, not a partier, very focused on everything he needs. Just, you know, diversified, just smart, great, dude. At, great until at what he day, does. Until the day he got locked in his own bus on an Ozfest. And uh, uh, it reminds me of uh, what's the, the Violent yeah. Femmes. Remember the Violent Femmes? They have that intro. I'm locked inside my own house. I had him at, at Voodoo. <laughs> I used to run the main stage at Voodoo Music in okay. New Orleans for 10 years. But on, a, on an Ozfest, we had to send our drum tech, who was really, really tall and really, really thin, through the driver's window of an MCI, not a Prevo or an Eagle. Remember MCI buses yeah. for a while? Or- Bogey, Bogey in the back, yeah. Right. He had, uh, he had an MCI star coach. And uh, the door malfunctioned 20 minutes before he was on. <laughs> so we sent Fro, Jeff St. Hilaire in through the window to get him out. You know, with some screwdrivers. I'm so happy you came to save me. See, there's a horror movie. He's probably inside. He's probably very upset, poor Rob. Oh my God. But an amazing guy. You know. Yeah. Killer music. You know who else? Yes. And you just the whole leapfrogging thing. You know, I did Manson and did what I did. And a very dear friend, you may have, I'm sure you heard the name. Joel, uh, Todd Confessori, once in your life, or yeah. T-Boy, Todd, was dear, dear friend of the two of us. Yes, of oh, everybody, yeah. anybody that knew the guy. Yeah. It's also gone, we threw it, you know, uh, there was a tribute in New York that, not. I mean, I, I sort of ran it, but it was the Night Ranger boys that really said yeah. yes, and let's go for it. Oh, it, the dog moved. Look at him. <laughs> he went into the kitchen. Oh. Yeah, he's cruising now. She, she's Lorelai. She, she's thirsty. Sorry, Lorelai. Uh, there's a, just looks. Oh, you, I like here. your haircut, sweetie. Come here and say hello. Hey, 
Sorry, okay. this is an important moment. <laughs> yeah. Wait, what, hey, there we go. I got some hey. love. Oh, wow, we got a smile. I don't want to be on TV. We got a smile. I got you. That's my girl. That's Joel, everything's about her these days. He never, Joel, it's like all that Glenn talks about is his freaking dog. The dog. (laughs) But it's like I've never had a dog that great. I'm a cat guy. I got two cats. My mother once told me that one day you'll fall in love. She just didn't say it would be a dog. (laughs) And have four legs. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> well, she's dog, but uh it's a Todd. Yeah. Confessori took over after me with Manson. <laughs> so yeah, it's yeah. listen, it's nepotism, it's at its finest to every degree, our business. Yeah. And that's yeah. another complaint about the new generation. Uh again, not that there aren't great ones, and this is a general statement, but there's a lot of bus throwing under and a lot of backstabbing to get a gig you know in in our day it was Th- really, thunder stealing you know right i did this when no you didn't it was that guy but back in the day it was you were your brother's keeper really and uh that's it's sad that that's gone man oh. it's you know it was like you called and if, the- you, get, and if you get a guy off the bus you know, five, any more than five minutes before it's supposed to be on stage, it's a miracle. You know, really? again, not all of them. Some of them are here a half hour early and there's a good percentage wearing not safe footwear, you know, treating local stage hands like it's their mother. Yeah. There needs to, and, and again, good percentage are great at it. Yeah. But, but there's a, there's a, there's a subdivision. Yeah, man. Well, I'll get a lot of shit for talking that, but but it's it, it's <laughs> oh oh okay. What are you wrong? No, you know, am I am I wrong? Am I making uh, sweeping generalizations? Maybe, but that's what I keep saying, and that's what I keep spanking people about. Just like, just do you know? Oh, I you know. You know you just think, and so if you broaden it all, do you think they knew acts? Are just as uh, I don't know. Uh, a lot of that, I think, unfocused. Uh, not. Uh, I don't know. I think there's a lot more friends and family going on. Like that's exactly. Yep. Rock star will take his childhood pack out as road crew, and sometimes they'll learn, and most of the time they won't. It's like they hire their friends, you know, and it's just like. Yeah. They, so they, when I was out there, but it would be the rap guys who would do a lot of that. Yeah, well, the, and how useful yeah. were the guys? Not they were great at getting the chicks and bringing the booze, but right. Nice shoes. They always yeah. had nice yeah. shoes. Nice shoes, nice, nice shoes. clothes. You know, oh like, yeah, cars probably. Uh, but it's it's trucks, like yeah. yeah, your friend. Your you know, how much experience has your friend had? You know, loading, uh, directing the loading of four trucks. You know, from a theater with one door, yeah, and an, out, and an outside ramp. You know, it's just and expected to do it inside two hours, right? Yeah, <laughs> that's all. Well, well it's easier, years, easier to break it than to put it together. So, um, what was the most exciting tour you guys uh, were amped about before you began the tour? So something that came up where you're like, "This is going to be," and it could be for the crew guys or, or it could be the act. It doesn't matter. Just something that was about to come that you just remember being riveted. Like this is going to be so awesome. Hmm. 
I have a few, but I see. Uh, this is where I'm different. All, all um, about business. I I don't care. You don't care. It, it's like no. I uh, the only thing I'm concerned about is that they're not assholes. So what do you do when you think the music sucks? I just I I um. Because it's hard. I, all, I always find that, I always that band that you hate and you're listening to it every other day again and again. I always it's waited torture. for the uh, something they did that I liked because there, there's always something, and there there was one um, a very famous uh, hip hop act from back in the day that I was the tour manager, production manager, and eventually managed the band for several years. Um, I'm not going to say their name. But I just could. It just couldn't get I, into it. I just, I just couldn't do it. I didn't get it. I still didn't get it, even from going back to the Beastie Boys. This is fairly recent. This is like 2011 to 13, and um, uh, I would wait for the one part in the show where they did this thing, and I just it, it made everything worth it. Yeah, it made me care, you know, about it. Um, but uh, I look forward to the cult cold awesome because, man. yeah because you know, uh, uh, for them and uh already going back out and, on the and, and jet and jet when i got the jet gig joan jet in 83 yeah before bob or after no bob, bob i came in because bob was going to billy idol uh, i had the choice of either being a guitar tech for mick jones or joan jet's production manager oh. so i picked the production manager gig and that was Bob Dallas, another one of our dear, dear friends from who's surely, now left us. Yeah. Surely missed. Yeah. That's tough. Bob, what was your first gig, Paul? Starland Vocal Band. Oh, yeah. Afternoon Delight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yep. Yeah, that was, that was uh, well, the local DC bands. Um, uh, Big Yankee Dollar. Uh, Mary Chapin Carpenter who was local then um but she did her her demo that she got her deal on was done in my basement studio because my oh, roommate man. was my roommate was john jennings her guitar player and producer you know so just it's just an incredibly small world it's really but i wouldn't want to paint it um but uh yeah great line the, wow the, the jet thing is uh <laughs> oh that's Stephen wright <laughs> no i know and we were oh, talking about Stephen right before we started here funny motherfucker fucking a right paul and i were going on for a few minutes oh, back and but, forth with the Stephen wright one-liner you know, and, and, and Joni, you know um we both love baseball you know she was you know an orioles girl and i was a mets guy you know so she was badass had, man i liked her still is yeah still is yeah i'm sure I mean, I, I, as of 2015, when I officially retired with kidney failure, um, <sighs> yeah, well, re forced retirement, um, tough to be on the road and on dialysis three days a week. Yeah. So, but Joni and, and Night Ranger used to double up and her and Kenny is still out there, Laguna, and he's, sorry, Kenny, still has bad breath, but what a guy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody, his Merrill, his wife, you know, that whole camp, man. They yeah. all have bad breath. No, <laughs> oh. <laughs> it's it's, oh, it's part of the deal. No anchovies, yeah. now, no anchovies on the after show pizza, guys. Uh, right. I don't care how old you are. We don't want that shit. Oh shit! You just reminded me. Groceries. Yeah, oh, get the groceries. No, they're all up on the. Let's see. Anything. Put them in the fridge. 
I will. I'm listening. I'm and yeah, no stage manager. Put away oh. the stuff that's going to melt. Um, um, it, we, oh, hoes and ding dongs. He's you, got you, there. Mentioned, you mentioned about artists that we loved working for. Um, Diana Ross. Oh yeah. Um, my uh, my first show with Miss Ross, which she prefers to be called, and sure. she's earned it. She's earned it. Absolutely. Um, so. Was at the at the Saddle Dome in Calgary, Alberta. You know, and uh, it sold out, of course. And uh, you know, it's like, oh, geez, you know, fifteen minutes of showtime. I'm gonna go hang out, you know, outside of Miss Ross's dressing room, make sure everything's cool. You know, boom. I get to her dressing room, and she's standing outside. Huh. And I'm like, oh, Miss Ross, you're ready. She's like, Paul, these people paid a lot of money to see me. I can't be late. Like, right, right this way, Miss Ross. And I get to the stage. I get her to the stage, and the band is lined up at the stairs in two rows of six people each. And she right. goes to each band member and, oh, Lawrence, your tie is crooked. Oh, Lita, your dress, I, I think maybe something a little longer next. And she would just make these little comments it, like it was your grandmother. Yeah, but it's you know? the Motown, it, it's the whole mo- method of Motown. You know, they, they, they put all that in there. You get instilled with this, with this knowledge of i guess perfection but well, that, that's the, yeah and it carried over and she walks into a room and all the air leaves the room because everybody goes oh, because it's her you know yeah. she's the freaking queen of it supreme. Um, she's the our, supreme um, queen oh our drummer got really sick in dayton ohio had to go to the hospital miss ross was flying in i picked her up at the airport larry's in the hospital she's like like do you want to go to the hospital first or do you, you want to go to the hotel you know, you want to drop your stuff off. She take me to the hospital right now. And she walks in the hospital into the emergency room. And it's like the parting of the seas. She just walks right past every, because I know where Larry is. I've been there with him. She just walks right past everybody. And the nurse says, excuse me, excuse me. She goes, um, my drummer is sick and I'm going to see him. And <laughs> way, Miss Ross, and everybody just got out of the way. She walks in the dressing room, Paul, empty the room and stand outside. I don't want anyone in here when I'm talking to Larry. Absolutely, Miss Ross, no problem. And she ran the hospital for about an hour and a half. You know, you it's know. funny because I just totally <laughs> picture her in a Bob Mackie dress. Yep, that <laughs> like weighs about 150 pounds. <laughs> walking down the line and telling everybody what to do like it's a chorus line or something you out you go <laughs> <laughs> and she uh, larry, larry thought he was going to get fired he thought that was it that he was going to get fired and she was like you're my trauma you're out of your mind you just stay here and get better and don't drink so much coffee <laughs> he, he had totally amped out on coffee and, and the guys in the band had found another drummer in cincinnati flew him in he learned the shows the songs that afternoon and everything was great but she must go on she is i love her man uh, she's a classy yeah person there's yeah. a lot of those and, and like glenn and i talked today and she's like okay we're not gonna really slag anybody but something well, like something like manson you kind of have to do but that was I got, one I got, guy he gets thrown under the, the bus yeah i got one i really want to do it too but you know i get you know glenn does it matter anymore no you know who it is you used to work for him Go ahead. so did perrin i know michael bolton <laughs> michael bolton <laughs> okay Interesting. i didn't expect that yeah 
what a pain in the ass. I'm going to tell a good story before you slam him. Oh, I told a good one when you were putting groceries away. It was, was great. The whole thing. I, my question was, did you, were you there with Ms. Ross when you did tennis, uh, Forest Hills Tennis Stadium? No. I ran the local crew for Mark Mina. Remember him? Anyway. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Mina. We did that. It was the, they were going to attempt to do shows at the old stadium in Forest Hills. And eh, it wasn't, people were fucking on the neighbor's lawns and it was, it was bad. It, the, the town did not like it. So, so with Michael, the years I was there, <clears throat> he was dating Marla Maples. And she played on his softball team, which I was a catcher for. And me and Marla, so she would hang out over by my guitar world. I was a guitar tech on that one. Because that's where the cool stuff happens. On my wing, yeah. Um, well, Glenn's there. Yeah, but she would hang out with me and she used to get pretty close and lean on my work box with me. Now, if anybody ever, Paul will tell you, that close to me during a show, you're going to get bit. <laughs> you know, something. Throw your teeth at her? Uh. No, no, no. I still had teeth then and she was welcome. She smelled good. <laughs> she, she, she smelled good. Feel, she makes she you feel sweet. pretty. She was sweet and a hell of a catcher at softball. So, Marla. Yeah. Now, now you, Paul, go ahead. Yeah. It's, 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 Glenn has these well, very high standards. <laughs> very, very level very. You know, I have a dog. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> dog likes you. No, I don't know what it is with, with Michael, but I knew him from when I was at, um, at Jetlag, you know, because it was the same management company. And he was managed by Lewis Levin. Um, and he would come in occasionally and, oh, it's that guy from Connecticut that had this band, you know. Uh, Is his name Bolton yet? No, it, it was still Bolton. Michael, Michael Bolton. Um, right. And, but what was his band? Jack, 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 Blackjack. 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 Right. And uh, 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 Sandy, G Sandy Gennaro was the drummer. That's right. He wanted to be a yep. shredder bad. And uh, Michael and Bolton did? First, did. first album is a rock album. His very first album. It's huge. Yeah. But anyway, not the black. So blackjack. I think it was Epic that sent spent a ton of money on blackjack. They're going to be the next huge thing. They're interviewing the president of the company in a limo. It's like blackjack. You got to watch out for these guys. The whole thing. The record dropped like a dead monkey. Nobody. It, he yeah. couldn't catch a cold. Nothing. You know. But um, he was there. He you know from that's old guy day. talk for uh, they did poorly. <laughs> everybody <Yeah>. knows <laughs> just to make sure so, and, yeah. and then and then boom i get you know here i am whatever the hell year it was 2008 whatever you know he, he's it's like yeah michael I, I worked i worked for jet back in the day you would come in the office blah blah lewis levin elliot saltzman blah blah all this oh yeah yeah and so we kind of had that connection and we were like oh okay this is gonna be good i He's compadre. It's like, oh, okay. That lasted about two weeks. <laughs> and then it just, the unreasonable requests, the making things up to cause a problem so he could yell at people. It was just. Like requests for what? Like writer type shit or just. He, uh, would, just, he would just make he stuff drama. up. He needed he drama. Just, it was so bad one day where we're in Canada and Tim Durfee was the production manager. I was a tour manager. 
and he starts going off about something, Michael. And I was like, that's it. And I threw my fucking computer down. I'm kicking his ass right now. And I go, <laughs> I go to walk out the office and Tim Durfee grabs me around the waist. And like, no, 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 Paul, you can't do that. You can't do that. I like, fuck you. Oh, it's terrible. It's rough. Do you, got, so, you know Henry Rollins does spoken word or used to do yeah. spoken word albums? I don't know he still does, but have you heard the bit on Michael Bolton? No. no oh, you got to check it out. So, my, so he... Uh, he being Henry Rollins went to uh, the the doctor for singing and the guy treats like Ozzy, you know, the guy's got wall gold record walls, just great shit. Uh, like all these people that uh, Rollins thinks is great. And then Michael Bolton, <laughs> he's kind of like, he's kind of like, so he said that he go he goes into the office um, to talk to the guy about a strong, the, the guy's basically like, I mean, what do you do? You got to stop screaming. You got to, I mean, your, your, your throat is a mess, man. And he goes, just, just one snip and the world will be a better place because Michael <laughs> Bolton can't sing the more, right? Oh, I love Henry Rollins' spoken word stuff. I think oh, it's dude, fantastic he's stuff. Fantastic stuff. He's yeah. the guy that wrote that thing. Um, you know, the thing you see on production office walls, Glenn, you know, like uh, uh, about the, you know, don't be an asshole. The, this crew has been here since oh, that's the right. day began. You, know, right. you, you, right. you should get their pay and they should get yours. They should get yours. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, That's I always like that, that. Hmm? Is he is he the originator of that? Henry Rollins, yeah, yeah, he wrote that. I never knew that, and you know what? More more respect, brother. He, yeah. I love him. Great he, guy again. Uh, very driven. Uh, doesn't drink. Doesn't do drugs. None of that for like ever. You know, very few people I would like have the thought to even think I'd like to meet that guy. But I'd like to meet that guy. I'd love to hang out. So I'm a kid, and. um if you write, if you wrote to Henry Rollins on his AOL account, he would always write back and be sure I'd be like, can't do it, dude. Or, you know, right on brother or whatever. But he would always write back. I don't know if it was really him, but it doesn't matter in hindsight. It was cool that you, you always got an email back. Yeah. Yeah. Neat guy. Awesome. Go ahead, Glenn. You got a Bolton thing. Here. Well, we got more Bolton dashing. <laughs> well, he had a good, no, he had a good one. Apparently. I was going to, well, I do, but I, I oh. was going to ask you. You got along with Steve-O, right? I'm still lifelong friends with Steve Milo. Oh, Steven Milosevic. Brilliant. And his, wife, his, Milo, his yeah. wife at the time, Ronnie. I love Ron, Ronnie. Oh. I still speak to both of them, just not at the same time. Right. You can't because they're not married anymore. I know. <laughs> but they, they try to still be friends, which is good. I think they are. because like Yeah, they, they do okay. I spoke to Milo not that long ago. We, we talk. We make a point of it. Like you and I, you know. There's a connection yeah. forever, dude. And that's, I think, miss, uh, sadly missing from the today. Maybe. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe they're making those connections. But I, uh, the other Bolton story wasn't really just the softball stuff. How oh. this is, and this is a revelation to people that don't know. I, maybe you'll sue me for it. You know, we used, <clears throat> we used to do <clears throat> softball games on the days off with, you know, for radio stations. Yeah, charity, whatever, radio station, charity. And uh, it probably wasn't even a secret. He was so serious about ball that he brought in ringers. <laughs> Michael paid like, you know, five or six ringers per game to come in and just kick ass. <laughs> like pitchers. <laughs> who like professional baseball players or who were they? Just minors, you know. Guys I just I just picture like Wade Boggs or something with a like a fake of his career, like right? Thing on or something. Someone comes in a burka. You're like, who's under the burka, man? Yeah, right. Exactly. Pete Rose. I brought Pete Rose. Yeah, but uh, 
and I was the catcher. I mean, he brought guys in that I would just not try to catch the pitch because it was burn me, you know. <laughs> Softball. Boom. Boom. Hey, it's not, but the ball's not soft. What? He was, yeah. you know, you know, I guess I'm saying he cheated and he was serious about softball and, you know, winning. Uh, I mean, he was just, I was never so happy for a tour to be over as that one. Uh, right. okay. I'm going to switch it up. I'm going to switch it up because Good. I'm going to ask you about someone who I, I think is also a nightmare, but I love her. And it's Bette Midler. I, I think Bette, I love the songs of Bette Midler. And, I did. I was going to bring her up when you were talking about Diana because that's <laughs> the same classroom. Oh, man. I worked for the Divine Miss M on and off for a long time. God, she's so good. You know, that moment where she's the last guest on Johnny Carson? If you don't tear up, there's something wrong with you, man. I watch it just when I think I need to. It's a beautiful moment. I love Bed Midler. I love her and her husband. You know, we did rehearsals. They own a building in Harlem. It's gorgeous. Three-story, you know, first floor is hers with a soundstage really well insulated second floor is his art studio and third floor is half gear for her half art stuff for him um, cool yeah and but she's amazing she, she really is she told so me that because it's not just the music stuff all her film again film with the she's in it's gonna be good she always said great job glenn <clears throat> i always call people by name <clears throat> And I'm very proud that she once told me out of all the millions of people that have made me tea, yours is the best. Tea's important, man. Tea's important. Joss Stone. Uh, the, it, the, the tea. Joss, if you forget it. It's, did you do uh, Joss Stone with uh, David Kirkwood? From, from, from the beginning. Had, yeah, He did. I, yeah. And David was, David was uh, front of house? David Kirkwood was front of house. Brian Hendry was my monitor engineer. Yes, he was the, the two Hendry. Scotsmen. You know, oh, man. One, one from Edinburgh, one from Glasgow. And with the with, with the girl you were talking about, um, T. Um, uh, the T the is uh, uh, throat coat, three bags, uh, wild honey, fresh ginger, and cayenne pepper. Yeah. And uh, it's uh, make a container over for it when she came in for sound check, and she'd finish it right before the show. Jenkins, and, what? The? Jenkins has a recipe like that, Stephen. So there's but, one um, I was told, um, and and it's gummy bears, and it's oh yeah, I I believe that. Yep, because gummy. Uh, who is it that does what the do gummy you mean? bears? You just drop Ian. them in hot water. You drop um, the gummy bears in hot water. The Asbury. Can I, can I, I do that with my bear. weed? gummy bears oh geez. give it a go <laughs> tell us tomorrow well, you won't have a sore throat well, i mean this when <clears throat> we we could each spend easily a week telling story after story of yeah, you're gonna have to stop you got any good ones funny, about uh michael hutchinson uh when i worked for nxs it was after i worked after, after he was gone and i did rockstar nxs uh, when they when they uh, oh the rockstar supernova the thing uh, yeah the t well that was the second season the first year was rockstar in excess i oh, did, did i did I did, I did supernova as well but um um well glenn i said and he did that with schneider how did that what was the day were you the tour manager he was production i was no he was he was with panic channel he was navarro's guy 
right and and i was with tommy's band supernova but um with the uh the, the only the quick cut to the chase story about was delana in your band or no delana they were they were support acts several of the uh people didn't win were the opening acts on nxs oh she didn't win i don't remember i wrote a um, song with her once and wow. she she i love her she was great she could yeah. sing um the she kid that sing. won I can't remember his name. Jason something, the Canadian kid that won the TV show. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so um, we're in Denver. Denver Post wants to interview Andrew, Andrew Farris. Uh, and I said, Andrew, you don't forget tomorrow in Denver, you got an interview with the Denver Post, really big paper here. He's like, oh, yeah, familiar with that. We've done them before. Hey, don't let it go too long, okay? I mean, I just, I want to be respectful to the guy, but don't let it go too long. So, absolutely. So it's like, is 15 good? He goes, 15 is great. So just come in and say, hey, you got to call for management or something. Well, we'll break it up. We'll figure it out. So he's in there with the guy and the guy is asking these great questions. Like Andrew is like, yeah. And, oh, and we did this on this record. And they're just so getting into it. And I, 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 Can't stop I, 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 I come in and, and, you know, he's, I'm like, he's like no 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 and so and the guy's like i'm really sorry i'm really sorry i'll just ask one more question oh i remember the guy's name now he goes how is it that you came to pick jd fortune and and this is exactly what andrew did we had to pick someone (laughs) (laughs) things you learn that's too good i envy you joel the the discussions you must have i've had some pretty fun ones yeah there's been some people on here that uh that have been very the yeah i didn't expect it to go there and you listen i want to be i want to be your robin quivers yeah come on down <laughs> come on down i don't know i can we could use I mean, it I'm i actually, do have an intern and an editor now i mean things are getting big i am actually in your neighborhood a lot these days because being a retired roadie i had to figure out something i really love to do where's home where are you i'm in south, uh, south florida west palm beach okay and i opened up a pet transport business called oddly enough road dogs and uh nice he loves dogs <laughs> oh yeah you got a good logo and everything i like it and uh you know we pick up the one percent the artists the, the movie stars the because it ain't cheap i do it vip concierge style you know one pet at a time door to door walks videos everything i can do to make it real pleasant for the for the pet for the pet parent but that's what i do and i'm in and out of la all the time a lot of beverly hills dogs moving to florida and back a lot of multiple homes you know we summer here we winter there well that's that's glenn glenn's formal announcement of retirement and and here's mine i'm done yeah i'm done done and i told paulie (laughs) what are you gonna do with your time what do you want to do well, let's listen to what Glenn's got to say. Sure. I did tell Paul earlier because we we talked we 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 talked for the whole since we've known each other. One of those. Yeah. And, uh, I said 
if the money's good enough and it's a one-off or a corporate and I can take the dog with me or if even a festival and the dog can come with, I'll do it. I'll, I'll entertain it at the very least. But touring, buses, airplane to airplane. Being at work seven days a week. Even yeah. though I'm doing it anyway with dogs, but... Yeah, but it's like you don't have yeah, something different up your butt about, about stuff, you know. We should have given up the rock and roll stars 25 years ago and started with them. Yeah, uh, yeah. you know, that's what I think, too. Well, when when the COVID thing showed up, I had been wandering over into management, trying to stay off the road. You know, I managed the Go-Go's for a couple of years and I got prong for a couple of years, and Jurassic five for a couple of years. So were you and, uh, with the go-go? So you're um, like around Mark Hogue or were you before or after him or Mark? Hogue. I was, I was after oh, that name. I have yeah. to put up yep. to Mr. Hogue. Would you yep. please promise me? You will say sure. Glenn Kaufman loves you. And <laughs> I will. I will. Yeah. I talked to him and, uh, and uh, he gave me a little bit of shit about my book at first. I, I just tried to get a laugh that's all i wanted and then there's really? nothing in there salacious and shitty and there's no nasty just certainly just nothing like we've spoken like i've spoken here uh, yeah the, it was like tame but you know what people, people who like music you you don't need all that stuff and you know what i told people if you want to if you want to read something that's you know with all the girls and all the nastiness and everything get motley Crue's book i heard it's, it's great good. you know yeah yeah it ain't me that ain't me but, <laughs> right um, it's pretty good but yeah the dirt was supposed to be excellent was it's great the book that i did but that's i that's i was working for motley Crue when they finished the book oh i have have an original manuscript another one that's cool flea's book is supposed to be superb rob halford's book is supposed to be amazing i worked for you i did i did screaming for vengeance cool jesus not as a roadie i was a merch guy oh really (laughs) Because my dear friend, we had done what tour together before it, Rainbow, maybe, but uh, he was the merch guy and Great Southern was the company and I met the owner and uh, I knew the big guy, fuck, what was his name? Too much weed. So we got along magically and uh, the priest thing was short a guy and they said, are you out drum teching? I said, no, want to sell t-shirts? Which doesn't mean back in the day, you didn't sell t-shirts. You counted them in and you counted them out. That's it. Right. Which I guess you still do, right? But there used to be a lot of venues still back then that you had to vent. I don't think anymore you do. Well, in the, in the, in the real, in the real gigs, but you know, in club world and theaters and stuff, you know, they may have, they may have a table that they vend, but you have your main table that you've got your person dealing with, which is a little nicer because then you're not paying as much, but um, it's a, yeah, right. I, well, you're a tour manager. You would say <laughs> if you're going to retire, Paul. What do you want to do? What's your bucket list? Um, uh, since November, I've been working on putting uh, an Italian dessert store together on State Street here in Santa Barbara. Hell yeah! And uh, I got the loan, and I'm just waiting for the landlord now to give me the lease. And then it'll take me six to eight weeks to open up, and I'll be selling gelato soft gelato cannoli I'll come up and visit uh, you, you. Know, it, it i just, want to come there and get fatter yeah, yeah maybe i'll uh, see when glenn's in town will cruise because i i went to school in santa barbara 
Oh, actually, the guy I interviewed yesterday or two days ago now, I get confused. He used to own Velvet Jones. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, uh, 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 it's a, uh, it's, uh, let me see. It's, it's, go, it's going to be called, uh, it's called Zio and Sweet Italian Desserts. Um, Zio is a, one of the nicknames I had when I was a kid. Okay. And, and Sweet is what I call my wife, and she's Italian. So it's Zio and Sweet Italian Desserts. And uh, I'm going to show you the logo here. All right. I got a Glenn showed his off, which is, this is cool. This is only a black and white rendering. That's only a black uh, and white. Mine's not absolutely finished yet either, but yeah, I, that's where, where I am with, with mine right now. I'm I'll be there when you can pass on him. You want to hear a good Italian one? I, uh, so I, I was, uh, I went to go pick something up and I, I couldn't find the front of the building. I had a, I, I sell uh, memorabilia and art and stuff. That's my trade. So I, I got my little van with my, my stuff in it. I'm trying to find the front of this building. Oh, it looks great, man. I love that, dude. Yeah, super pro. I think I would, that's a winner. Right, I would leave it black and white. I think so, too. No, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be uh, my wife's favorite purple color is purple. Okay. So it's going to be a lavender and a dark purple border you okay. know, just to make it pop a little. But All right. Ready. Zio and sweet right. Italian desserts. So I'm at this dude's, uh, yeah. I'm in this driveway. I'm trying to find the front of the building. And this Italian fella, he, uh, he, he's there. And I say to him, how do you get to the front? He goes, well, this is the back. And then there's the front is in the front of the building. That's not in French, but whatever. The front's in the front of the building. And, and I'm like, I'm like, you don't have to be such an asshole about it, man. So he, he looks at me, he goes, yeah, well, fuck you. I'm like, yeah, well, lick me figa, motherfucker. <laughs> and he just looked at me like, what the fuck? So I get in my van, I go in front of the building, I get whatever I get, and I call my friend who's Italian, and I'm like, yeah, dude. She goes, what, what, did, what did the guy do? I'm like, he just looked at me like I was a freak. Do you know lick me figa means, Joel? I'm like, yeah, it means suck my dick. She goes, no, it means eat my pussy. <laughs> oh, no wonder the guy looked at me like I was a freak. Like, I mean, the guy oh, was just blindsided. Bro, that's why he's like, oh, he's a girl. Oh, he was like, what I know the to go. I'm all looking at and I did this. You know, I did the whole thing under the chin. I was like real proud of myself. Right. Beautiful, well done, Joel. Yeah, it's like road rage, but in a driveway with Italian guy. Oh man, <laughs> motherfucker! That was a See, winner. I, another thing, Glenn. I don't know about you. I don't want to get mad anymore. I try. That's, that's I don't. I don't want. I'm gonna go. Mad. I'm gonna get like an eclair and be like, you know, this isn't as good as the last one I had. Fine, I'll give you your money back. Yeah. I can get you? <laughs> yeah, I don't here you go. Yep. Go get a burrito. It's next yeah, door. Give me another one. It must be different. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <Go> the way. <laughs> All um, right. Um, a question I, I try to ask everybody, and okay. you guys, uh, I think would be. I'm looking forward to hearing what you have to say. So, I was going to start a podcast, and my friend's daughter, who was she is in fifth grade, she's a little girl, and uh, she said you need to ask all of your guests when they first felt famous. And she was very into it. And the truth is, I think it's a great question because it has a broader tone. And so the broader perspective is, when did you first feel you were on the right path? When, when there was a moment that you looked out and thought, man, this is great. When did you maybe feel famous with celebrity, whatever way you want to phrase it? When did you, when's a moment in your careers where you thought, well, hell yeah, this is, this is, this is cool. And it can't have anything to do with Michael Bolton. Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't. <laughs> you can do Marilyn Manson if you want. Nope. <laughs> you got you got one, GK? Yeah. I mean, I what? 
what originally, what immediately sparked in my bald bean is that I had been working for, you know, like Robin Lane and, and regional bands while I was still in high school through 78 into nine until I got a call about my first big tour. I'd be on a bus and I was going to be a roadie. It was the Pat Travers band. The record he was touring was uh, Go For What You Know, which was right after the live one that made his name um, with Boom Boom, Out Go The Lights. Lights. But, and uh, there was a hit on the one we toured called Snorting Whiskey and Drinking Cocaine. Drinking cocaine. <laughs> but I was... Uh, you thought it was I a thought, suggestion. No. I, thought, um. <laughs> I thought I was hired to be the drummer, already, so I was real excited. Uh, and I got there and it turned out that the position was for, it was, a, it was this guy dating my sister that was part of the personal management team, got me this gig. And uh, it was for a valet, stage clothes, drinks, cigarettes, ride with the band. I was like, uh-oh, what, what did I get myself into? <laughs> about, a, about two weeks into the tour, the drum tech had to go home. Unfortunately, for bad reasons, he lost a family member, but... He, the, the call went out, can we cover this internally? And I said, yep. <laughs> so I was a drum roadie, and that lasted for some years. It's great. I, I still did drums. My last job, as still, I was stage manager, drum tech with, Light, with Night Ranger for six years. Oh, okay. Um, yeah. I was guitar tech for Godsmack before I turned into the production manager for, for their first big headline tour. No. Did you do the one with STP? Yeah. Really? I was the production manager. Shit, man. Yeah. You Did were heavier. Well, I'm heavy again, but yes, I was big fat fuck. Dude, I totally remember you now. So you... Uh-oh. Okay, no, no, it's cool. It's cool. It's cool. It's cool. No. Did I yell at you? No, you were, no, you were okay. Um, you, you knew Todd McFarlane. Toys, I have, right. The toy guy. So he came through. Uh, I remember with the most gorgeous woman, man. And he cruises. That was Joe. What's wait? I remember meeting you. That was the show. He gave us all these toys. He gave us all these toys. And I didn't want it. I'm like, yeah, I don't really. I'm not my thing. And everybody's like, oh, come on, man. I think the guy's fucking toy. So he showed me uh, Edward Scissorhands. And I'm like, that is cool. Did you take it? I fucking A. I took it. Yeah. And I took that. And then. He gave me a Janis Joplin, which I gave my little sister. But that's the uh, first one I went for was the scissor hands. Oh, I a super neat. I think I, I still have it. I think I have it. Yeah, I have one here. I got all the Kiss doll figures from him. He was a I cool cat. I just remember really like him. And then I got the uh, Spawn comic book. There's like the alternate version special, but it's alternate and special because it's black and it looks badass. It's like totally what any rock and roll guy would want. And uh, I got it and I got him to sign it and I got it all like in a hard plastic and graded and all this stuff. But I, I, I don't keep much stuff. That's what everybody asked me in the memorabilia. Or what do you keep? And the truth, I don't give a shit. I, I get rid of everything. I got a few things. And it, finally enough, it's the Todd McFarlane Edward Scissorhands because it brings me. And what do you have from the road? And the answer is very little. I wasn't there to collect crap. So I have that. And I have um, I I got my comic book. How funny. I totally remember you now. So and I think it's it's striking me as that was the show in Vegas, at or was it California? 
I God, you got me, man. I don't, I got to remember this. So I had Frank Scrambolone on here and Frank remembers everything, everything. He's a trap. It's amazing. So with him, he'll tell you exactly what happened and blah, 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 blah. He's another brother. You know what I call him? You talk to him again, tell him someone says, Hey, you're Frankie the Wop, aren't you? Yeah. I talk oh, to him all the time nice. because he's uh he's a class act. You know, the nicest about Frank is I, I was putting together the book and I, uh, I called a few guys that are great storytellers just to be like, am I forgetting anything? Can you give me so like rigor Dan, you got any info on rigor Dan, that would be helpful for me. You know, little, the little things that I forgot. I knew it all. Yeah. And Frank was like, first of all, you're using my name in the damn book. <laughs> you're not switching it. I'm like, okay. And uh, he's all second of all, I got my daughter in the car. Don't swear again. Like, oh, <laughs> sorry, Frank. Sorry, Frank. But I loved it, you know, because he's still that solid, good dude. Got my daughter in the car. Don't do that again. Okay, sorry, man. Sorry. I, I kind of had a lot to do with stealing him away from being a company man and becoming a, or I don't even know if he'd done it before. I'm sure he had. But he was working as a, you know, on the crew at, at an Ozfest. Uh, no, he was mixing monitors for Pantera. That's right. He was out as an engineer. He was mixing monitors yeah. for Pantera. And the night that Rex shot him between the eyes with a fucking BB gun, another whole story, but... Yeah, he didn't tell me that one. At, toward the end of that, Sully, the singer, you know, so Sully says, how do we keep this guy with us when we leave this tour? Yeah, I can see that. I mean, he, he's a good guy to be around. And then he became front house and, and production manager for Sully and the boys, but Sully was awesome, dude. Your drummer was an awesome guy. Such a nice dude. I didn't know. I don't know Shannon. I, I, my Godsmack days were Tommy Stewart. Oh, an amazing drummer. I don't know what happened. Interband stuff that uh, even if I did know, I wouldn't talk about. But quiet guy, nice guy. From what I remember, you know what I liked about them was uh, he would do this whole thing of, uh, you know, I'm doing the best I ever did. I'm doing the best I can do. Like it's like 25 minute version of this song. And, and it was the best part of, so when you were said the moments you love, so I did like that. Was definitely you have the moment you don't, let's say the band you don't like, but there's a moment you can leech on to. With Godsmack, he'd come out and Sully would play every instrument, do 20 minutes or whatever the song lasted. And you'd be watching like, oh, come on. Fuck yeah, right? <laughs> come on, look at this, you know? Yeah. Oh, it's amazing. And he I was amazing. And I he's such off. a good dude. So I'm the tour carpenter. And I don't know how to do shit. And uh, so he was like, hey, I don't need you to help me with. Oh, shit. which tour did you do? That tour I was with STP, Godsmack and Disturbed. With me? With you. That's what I'm saying. That's where I got the toys. I didn't realize you were on the, I thought you were. Well, I didn't realize it was you. That's why I was saying you were bigger. Fucking, and now I do. Now I really remember you. Yeah, I was, a, I, was a, I was 20 something years old. But I, uh, but yeah, uh, Sully knew. I don't know. Maybe he didn't know, but it, maybe he just did it. But he, uh, he got for me. He's like, I just need a hammer and some shit. I'll fix it myself. I don't need you. <laughs> I was like, oh, okay. I gave it some. Remember, they were getting the Buell motorcycles on that tour. That was the big right. deal. I still have my Buell shirts. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And of then he'd have a he'd have Jenna Jameson flying. I remember, and I just remember looking like I have to tell you that story. And anyway, go ahead. No, tell me. So yeah, with Jenna, I don't. I don't like. I'm like English. I don't want people touching me and stuff. And and she. You know, she didn't give a shit. So she'd come up and rub up against it. And I'd be like, go away, get away. And she'd be like. And was so Tracy, the, was Tracy the, still her assistant? Uh, brunette Tracy girl? Adams. Yeah, like pretty well, good looking. We talk every week. Who <laughs> you do? With Tracy, yeah. She's great. Oh. Tracy Adams. And 
my Jenna, my Jenna story is fantastic because. Yeah, what do you got? Uh, whatever city, I, I guess it was Cleveland or, or Toledo, where she's from. And uh, my the assistant on that tour, I won't call her my assistant because she was just everybody's mama. And bloomed she was, into, uh, was she the redhead? No, that was the chili pepper. Uh, Jessica Camet, or we called her Rabbit, Jessica Rabbit. She now owns a $5 million horse farm up the road in Ocala, but. Was yeah. she a redhead girl? No. No, uh, I mean, I don't, she might have changed it a lot. Yeah, maybe for the tour. Okay, yeah. <laughs> you know, it, she was, she had interesting hair, but she's a blonde and she's beautiful and she's the uh, real and genuine and amazing with two amazing kids. But so she come. it's one of those days, Paul, as a production manager already. I don't know. Locals not doing what they promised. Whatever it was, I was uh, in that Kaufman mode, which is why if I screamed at you, I must have been. Yeah, in no, I don't remember you ever doing. No, I was so. probably in a great mood that whole tour. I was getting laid left and right. Anyway, yeah. The uh, oh, I forgot. Jessica Frank's walks in. Love. <laughs> Jessica walks in to the office and says, "Is someone on the phone you probably want to talk to?" I said, "Who?" She says her name's Jenna Jameson. I said, "That one?" She said, "Yeah, she is." I got on. I pick up the phone and I go, "Yeah, I'm Jenna Jameson too." Well, the real ones, please stand forward. If you're you, I said, if you're you, show up with knee pads at the backstage door at five o'clock. Well, whatever time I said, Jessica comes in around five or six o'clock and says, someone's here to see you. So, you know, how do I open my mouth and change feet now? Yeah. <laughs> I didn't mean anything nasty before. I just, you know, it's kind of a head turner. Who? And we became pals. And then I met Tracy, you know, and it really was her. And her and Sully got along magically. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Great gal. Music Great. was made. Music was made. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Great gal, Jenna, you know, down to earth. She was really nice. If you remember, she flew in a lot, man. She 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 cruised out a lot and then she'd do her own thing or whatever. And she was so gorgeous. Oh yeah. And she's so sweet. I remember. Yeah, nice person. I remember you on the on the on the wood crew, on the screw crew. Yeah, I uh, I was the guy who didn't know what the hell he was doing. <laughs> I didn't I didn't get that. So it's no, good. I was getting probably you thought that because you got better at everything. So yeah. yeah, I give myself a hard time. I don't know. I'm going after the humor thing again, but actually, I was getting humility all right. Humility is a quality we all need. Uh, yeah, a little humility, humble. I don't know. I, honestly, you know, I said it in other ones, but like with Frank and Maxie and Charlie and now you and stuff, you know, a lot of the reason I wanted to do this is uh, you guys help me make who I make me who I am. Um, I, I think that the school of roadie was very healthy for me. Uh, the the rigor dans of the world and the, the Bobby Schneider guys and, the, and all these fellas it's a great uh, I mean, way to learn because most oh, important well, was always, we're, we're in pretty serious company in that sentence, Paul. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. People associated in, in music who have been around are good people, you know, with big hearts and they care about their industry. And I think it's very important to yeah. respect all you guys, to hear your stories, you know, and to uh, appreciate where, guys like me are now by learning from guys like you back then and and that's what i really wanted to try and 
and do with all of this. And with the younger guys, I've had some fun stories and there's been some really nice people I've talked to, but it's the guys who have been around the block a few times where it's just like, you know, thanks. You know, I, I, I did good because of all you guys and I, and it means a lot to me. So thank you. My roadie kindergarten was under Charlie Hernandez. Oh shit. The Ritz, the Ritz in New York. Oh, City. you th- you were part of the Suicide Crew. I was part of the Suicide Crew oh. for a while, and you remember Tommy Goss and uh, some names, you know, Charlie Martin and oh. but Hernandez. <laughs> Hernandez ran the the Ritz back then, and yeah. Hey, you, uh, Joel, did you ever hear of the Suicide Crew? I don't think so. The 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 Ritz was a rock club that had how many marble steps? Forty seven. Forty seven. The these guys, well, not in a row. They, they yeah. would turn and landings and yeah. These yeah. guys, there were six of them, six of these guys, that you would take your shit off the truck, put it on the curb, and these lunatics would run it. Oh, up, up the, the stairs. Way. Yeah. Just uh, like no matter what it was. Now you know, some of the trips took all six guys for one yeah. piece, but yeah, yeah. like bring like it. Like, Bring this like, a, like, a C, a, like a CP80 in one case, you know, a half and half case. Or a that's, that's a, yeah. yeah. The, you know, just like, and I, I'm, I'm at the bottom of the stairs feeling bad, but like, this is what they do. And yeah. they were incredible. And just the cut to the chase, no bullshit. It's a rock show. We don't have to do this. We get to do this. And you yeah. probably did a straight job. We did it. We did KISS. And the police up those steps. Uh, well, I did it with Jet and John Waite. You weren't there with Waite, though, because you were... I was already out. Being I a grown-up. Yes. You toured with the police? No. I was a junior house, you know, house stagehand at the Ritz under Charlie. Uh, under Charlie. For that, yeah. Which but hurts. Police. Get under Charlie, it hurts. We did. We did. <laughs> Big fella, yeah. <laughs> Back then, they weren't 53s. They were 48-footers. So we did with a dance floor. So we did less gear than 53s. But we still did three rock boxes up those steps and down those steps. Yeah. I just had a shitty little... I think they added four guys for those nights. So there were 10. But, yeah. They were awesome. That's neat. They were awesome. The um, man. So what was your moment, Paul? When did you uh, first... Uh, what was well i don't know it's gonna moment. be kind of dull now you know you can glenn just like boom, boom, all the airs well it's stupid because i should i didn't i didn't <laughs> no, no, no. you know i feel like fine. you always wore a baseball cap who me no glenn no uh plenty out there on the road i did just because i hadn't shaved my head in a while and i you know I <laughs> Yeah, I used to. Yeah, carry just, I, I should have. I, I totally didn't. I didn't put two and two together. I'm glad because if I called Frank, should. he would have been like, "You fucking worked for him, you idiot!" And I'm like, "I did." <laughs> Sorry, I didn't well, remember. He didn't really work for me. Uh, we worked together, and we worked together. Yeah, I worked for Charlie, and then uh, right, I right. think you guys always had separate offices. I don't remember you being in the same. Well, it was a package tour that Charlie ran, but I was Godsmack's production manager for, just for them. Yeah, but I don't remember you guys being in the same office. No, we were not. Yeah. I think maybe once or twice we were, but Charlie always found me, you know, just another one of the old timers who's just that decent of a human being, you know. Is that Hernandez you talk about, Charlie yeah. Hernandez? Yeah. He, he was cares about, cares about everybody involved, you know. Yeah. So he would, I would walk in and there would be a sign, Godsmack Production, on a, on a good-sized office with plenty of power and lights and 
a couch and a desk. And I was like, whose tour is this? Not mine. You know, the thing I liked about you guys was um, I got a shitload of swag. Everybody was cool. I got all these great shirts, long sleeves. You got that shirt, didn't you? Yeah, it's the one I have. It's right there. <laughs> it's right up there. But I, 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 I'll I, never wear that I have. It's in brand new condition. I have a couple that are like new. The long sleeve ones, for whatever reason, are like new, but they look cool, man. They look cool. You know that's Sully's hand. Oh, is it? Wow. See, the things you learn, this is an important part of life. I'm, you know what? That's not 100%. It's either Sully or TC. They, they both, you remember Tony, right? Security. Yeah. They both did it and both had pictures of it. I'm not sure who got the, who was the winning hand model. But it's one of the other, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, Paul. Take yeah. Over. Well, take I was gonna over. take a I was gonna take a nap, but uh, uh, we're reminiscing no. on garbage that you no one cares were, about. You Sorry, guys were on tour together. No, it's yeah. come on. Yeah. It's, um, it's it's a toss up. Um, um, I'll just so they're they're short. Um, I was with Josh Stone. We were doing the Ellen show. She's you know, guest stuff and we're watching the TV and, you know, Ellen's like, so Joss, you know, you're traveling all over the world and you're going all these places and doing all these things. It's just, I mean, you're, 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 you're 18 years old. How, how do you do this? And she's like, I don't know. You'll have to ask Paul. Nice. You know, and the other the other one was when I uh, went into Left Bank to meet with the Go-Go's um, and uh, having a meeting with all the girls, which is always a lot of fun. Um, sure. It's it's just hard to keep focus. It really is. There, it. It's it's five sisters. It's, you know, so um, and everything's going great. Getting along with everybody. It's all kind of equal. You know, it's all, it's like, oh, this is, this is really good. You know, when, when, you know, which I realized later when you can get, put a point on the pencil, you know, it's good. Um, and they started talking about money and it's like, well, it says here, you know, it says here that you want this, this much, you know, this much a week. And I'm like, yeah, that's, that's a use. That's fair for what you want me to do. And it's like, well, we think that's too much. And I go, well, okay, thanks a lot. And I got up and I, and I walked out of the room. I, I put my shit in my bag and I was walking out of the room and they're, they're like going, what, what, wait, Kathy ran out. No, come back. I'm like, no, it's fine. It's if you don't want to pay that, I can't make you do that. It's, it's your business. It's your band intuitive. So no, 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 no. We really like you. It's like, okay, well then that's what I cost. And they went, okay. <laughs> nice. <laughs> and, and it just they 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 were they were an absolute pleasure. I'm I mean, still in love with Susanna. Susanna Hoffs? Oh, that's the Bangles. Oh yeah, <laughs> different band. That's okay. Still worth mentioning, by the way. Yeah. Still worth mentioning. But, um, right. The uh, the the only interesting thing that happened every show with the Go Go's between the dressing room and the stage, I would lose one it would just just poof where's jane and she's off talking to some kid that's got like a little dog you know it's like jane you know i have to go what i'm coming you know it's now 
And the girls just start bitching at her. You know, it's like, Dad, come on, you can't write this down. You know, Gina disappears. She's out talking to five people somewhere, just gone. Somebody runs to go to the bathroom as we hit the steps. It's just, and what are you going to do, complain? Yeah. It's, show's not going to happen without all five of them. So we might as well wait. Yeah, wait, but it's tough because you got five. Yeah, yeah, but it's it's it was like it, somebody put it to oh you're a cat herder. Right. Yeah. <laughs> See, dogs are easier, right, Glenn? I, well, they definitely listen. That's for sure. I yeah. transport cats too, but they uh, they they're not they don't travel. They're too, well. they're too fragile. Yeah, cats are just like they want fragile. to sit still. Yeah, they no. they freak out, and I mean we do we keep them quiet and safe and calm, but they don't like it. They don't like it. I. They probably don't survive airplane travel. A lot of them. The cats? Oh. I don't know anybody that's ever shipped their cat. I hope I shipped never. it. No, the cat. I think cat, cat people usually cabin it with them. You know, if they're flying. But I don't know. You're if right though. That's people are allergic. Uh, I don't know. Uh, Who knows? I don't know. But so, um, how? How risque have your stories gotten with people? Oh, not that bad. I mean, I'll um, you probably shouldn't tell this one. That it's it, it's a it's a go ghost thing that that happened. Um, and uh, we were leaving New York City to go to the first show of the tour with the B fifty twos and the psychedelic first. And we were uh, we were at the Marriott Marquis in Manhattan. You know, I got two. Two nice escalades, you know, split between the two. I'm in the back one, Belinda and somebody, uh, two of the other girls are in the front one. We pull up, we drive about 60 feet and stop. Belinda hops out of the escalade. She runs back into the hotel and I jump out of the car like, what's going on? She's like, I forgot something. I'm like, okay, you know, it's, uh, that's what it is. So a few minutes later, she comes walking out of the the Sunset Marquee, um, and I'm not exaggerating, with an armful of dildos. <laughs> okay. She's like this, and with just, you know, dicks flapping and just... Uh, and I'm like, oh, why are you surprised, Paul? Why, why, why are you surprised? <laughs> <laughs> And, uh, and and I don't think she'd get mad at me because I, I, if she heard this, because she'd probably laugh. She'd, oh yeah, that was crazy. I, well, they would uh, they would always try to freak out limo drivers when we were going from the hotel to the to the uh, to the venue, and Gina or somebody would go, "Hey, uh, uh, hey, Charlotte, which guys on the which guy on the crew would you want to blow?" <laughs> just just to freak the guy out, and I'm like, "They're just fucking with you, just." It's fine. They're just doing this for effect. And they would just carry on. And I was like, I don't know if he's got a big enough dick. Just silly, funny girl stuff that five sisters would do. And I, they're just, they were was still one of the greatest, greatest group of people I've ever worked with. You know? That's great. That's yeah, fun, man. That's a good one. You know? um, and the only, the only tour that Glenn and I ever got to do together, we just did that one show with Julian Lennon. And then the cult, you know, um, supporting GNR, yeah, yeah, support, yeah, supporting Guns N' Roses uh, oh. a couple years ago, and um, Johnny Tempest is a drummer, 
And he's like, Paul, what are we going to do? You know, we can't get Lauren down from Canada. And I'm like, it's fine. I, I, I got a guy. Love Johnny. So I, I, I call Glenn, find out what he's, and for the first time in my life, he's available. So, and he, he comes out to do it. And, and Johnny asked me, well, what's he like? And I said, Glenn is the sort of guy that can fall down a flight of steps holding a cup of coffee and not spill a drop. Nice. <laughs> so, and Johnny went, good. <laughs> <laughs> I got one with coffee, but go ahead. No, that, that's, that was just, that's how, you know, how, uh, uh, you know, when I, when Again, I, Joel, it's so amazing that, yeah, you and I did miles together and here you are. And it's great. Years later, I you look know. good. You look good, man. Yeah. I'm, I'm a little, I take, I'm a little Glenn, bolder. Well, you know, <laughs> been since 98. Yeah. Uh, in fact, there's a picture of now that I remember somewhere wherever it is of the stp thing and i had like a lot of fuzz because i really hadn't shaved in too long so i probably had a hat on but the uh i don't know where i was going with that the um coffee something about coffee it's a coffee so coffee. the other and you know i don't this is not at all entertainment business related so just that's okay my <laughs> year my 2020 was very weird like I said early, very early on, I died twice. So I got, um, I did a benefit at the Beacon in New York that I've done before and causes near and dear to my heart. And it's called We Deliver, God's Love, New York, We Deliver. And it was the very, very, very beginning of the, 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 the virus. February 12th, in fact, was the show day. Um, left there, felt a little groggy, flew home. The woman who, a dear, dear friend of mine, but the woman that looks after her when I do have to go away, uh, who has a very successful business now down here called Beach Dog Daycare. Okay. Florida, for all your pet needs. Anyway, um, uh, she said, I'm taking you to the emergency room. You don't look so good. I went long week, back-to-back -back rehearsals, 16 hours show day i'm going to sleep no 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 you're going with me we fight for a minute she takes me there six minutes later after i got there and they rolled me in i went comatose for six weeks whoa chest tubes in and out three times uh called expired once paddles back put the tube back in or actually didn't, hadn't come out yet anyway Died twice, brought back twice, tubed three times. <clears throat> uh, the cosmic side of that is even weirder. It was my dead brother that said, you can't be here. You do see things on the other side. Yeah. I'm going to leave it at that. Believers, non-believers. I would have never believed that, you know, you, you're dead, you're dead. It's over. No, I mean, there is a, there's a sort of, there's a sort of, barricade moat area in our in our language that is right before the, the light that you see you do see it and that's where he was but and everybody else I'd ever loved and lost including childhood dogs my mother my father who had one arm when he was alive had both in this second coming of him hmm. pretty heavy I mean 
Now, they, there was a nurse, a really big hearted nurse who pretty much left because it was COVID. It was brand new. Nobody knew anything. No visitors. You can't, you know, which I guess right up to the end, it was that way. Your family couldn't come and see you. So Stacy, you know, it just lost her bigger brother. Now, you know. That's your sister. Stacy, your sister. Yeah. Stacy, and they say, you can't come here. Stay in New York. One nurse is like, so flabbergasted on having to put another, you know, having that happen. And she says, Stacy, I'm going to leave this phone line open 24 hours a day if you want. And Stacy said, yeah, leave it on his pillow. She talked to me. She, you know, you do hear people. Hmm. I'll tell you that too, because I mean, I don't know if I heard it, but I heard it, you know, don't. And I heard the doctors, I think this was the minute before I opened my eyes again and was back. She said to Stacy, I'm afraid he's gone. And I just said, fuck you, I'm gone. (laughs) No, I ain't. And when I opened my eyes, everybody, it was like, you see, people don't see the reaction of their surgical team or their doctors watching you die. Yeah. Wow, this guy's here. And I said to this one nurse, very groggy, but I said, need coffee, cigarette. <laughs> the whole fucking room exploded, including my sister. It was like, I told you you didn't know my brother. <laughs> so <laughs> they were all laughing about it because I knew that the thing, the first thing I remembered, Paul, this is so weird because you know I'm a Dunkin', like Richie Vucellis, I'm a Dunkin' fucking maniac. I knew there was a Dunkin' Donuts in the lobby. <laughs> I was like, I need a Dunkin' Donut and a cigarette. And, uh, but then later on that very same year, I got a new kidney from a dear friend of ours, really down guy that was smarter than, or maybe not, but he quit the road pretty early on in the eighties to, uh, he's a sound guy, brilliant engineer. And he works, he's the house mixer at town hall these days, union job, blah, blah, blah. But. And he gave you a kidney? Yes, he did. Wow. And uh, this coming September, which will be a year later, we're going to marry off his daughter, my goddaughter, in in uh, beautiful Tuscany, Italy, in a in a vineyard setting. So I'm still nice. here. Yeah, that sounds awesome. Yeah, there were a lot of people. I don't think I've still read all the shit that social media <laughs> had going on for me. A lot of people, I, I, I must have done something good. So yeah. a lot of bad, but we all do. Well, did, did, did Marilyn Manson write anything? He did. He did. He wrote, can I have your teeth when you're gone? See, that's no, love. Didn't. You're lying. It's love. Did he write that? He's lying. Okay. He's bullshit. I did a radio interview with uh, the Gator guy, the South Florida Rocks guy. Um, Castellano, yeah, Paul Castronovo, Paul Castronovo, and I said, I caught it from Ozzy. And he, said, <laughs> he, he said, Ozzy was on that show. I said, No, but I'm blaming him anyway. So, you know. <laughs> just to keep it moving. Hey, uh, hey, what else, Joel? Come on, more. Oh, I don't know. More. What do we got here? All Easy right, stuff. let's see. Uh, Slayer. Yeah. 
Hanneman, what a freaking sweetheart. Carrie, just, just kind of serious. And, I was Hanneman's tech. You're Hanneman's guy? Oh. Beautiful guy. Um, Dave, Dave, just happiest guy in the world. I, I, Tom, just making everybody think. I think my existence there was without Lombardo. It was um, the sub oh. guy that was in there for a minute till. Well, maybe, maybe it was Dave. I don't know. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's I've slept since then. Yeah, it, um, it seems like I met Dave for the first time somewhere, like on an Ozfest when he was dating the uh, porn star. Um, whatever her name. Why does everybody date porn stars? <laughs> Status. I wonder. I don't know. Well, I mean, I dated Peelers. I yeah, I dated Peelers. That was fun, you know. Oh well, yeah. I wouldn't say I dated him, but <laughs> me, like, and, me and T Boy certainly shopped in those. That oh those, my god, did you guys do models too? On Prince, but that Joel shoe oh. models. Shoe yeah, models. we, me and Todd, oh. were good with. We're good at the shoe show. The shoe show. I mean, it it was ev like every day off with T on Prince. He's just like, come on, let's go, let's go get a steak and go to a strip club. You know, you still go in Texas. I think we went with <laughs> you guys in Texas to to Pantera's place. Yeah, to oh. a clubhouse. Yes, we did on that. Tour. That's right. I and, the fifth. <laughs> and God, yeah, and God bless him, Vinny. VIP the shit out of us upstairs. Yeah, it was cool. Yeah. Oh, so you got free drinks, huh? Free drinks. <laughs> <laughs> well, the, the bulk of the Coca-Cola, yeah, bulk of the tens. Vinny had moved upstairs for us, you know. Vinny, Vinny, uh, Vinny, and Dime were two of the sweetest men on the planet ever. I yeah, guess. yeah, it was a good time. Did you guys do, uh, or did Paul? Did you do a train with Thomas O'Keefe? Yes. Tom yeah. Tom brought brought me in because Tom was my bass tech on rockstar supernova because oh. johnny colt johnny colt was the touring bass player uh, and johnny colt was the bass player in train so that's how that connect that's how he dragged me into that <laughs> that's gonna be edited out no hey thanks for watching party like a rock star if you're not already subscribed to the Facebook or YouTube channels, do it. We're also on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. The handle is Party of Stars. Thanks for watching. You'll see you next time.